Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Battle Plans, from a guidebook. One benefit of military service is the opportunity to travel to strange and exotic lands. This particular brigade experienced the pain and sufferings of a war, but at least they got to march through historic lands and ancient sites. The brigade purchased guidebooks and distributed them to the soldiers who devoured the stories of centuries gone by. Rank-and-file enlisted men could be found discussing the places they visited. That night, the brigade encamped before a high, rocky hill. On top of the hill sat a small village held by the enemy. The valley around the hill appeared like a natural moat. Anyone who wished to get to the village would have to descend into the valley, completely exposed to the enemy forces above. The general decided that the brigade would take the village with a frontal assault. At dawn, artillery would rain down on the hill while the infantry would descend into the valley and attack the hill. The troops were instructed to rest so they would be ready for the battle. When the village was mentioned, a major thought its name sounded familiar. Before retiring for the evening, he took his guidebook and looked up the place. The book did indeed include a brief mention of that village. Many years ago, another army had encamped near that village on the high hill. A prince and his assistant snuck out of that camp stole through a pass between two rocky crags and ascended the hill. The two of them came upon a small number of the enemy and attacked them. Panic and confusion broke out in the enemy's camp. Seeing the panic among the enemy and realizing the prince was not there, the army joined the fight and won a resounding victory. The major reread the entry in the guidebook, eyes wide. Quickly he ran out of his bivouac and woke the general. After reviewing the description of the pass, the general sent out scouts. They returned. 
and reported that there was indeed a pass with rocky crags on either side. The pass met the description in the guidebook. And what's more, it was lightly guarded. Upon hearing the scout's report, the general scrapped the plan of attack. Rather than a frontal assault, the new plan called for a single infantry company to scale the pass in the dead of night. This company would attack the enemy while they slept. According to plan, that night the company ascended the pass. The guards were dispatched and the soldiers reached a flat landing by dawn. The enemy awoke to find themselves under attack and thinking they were surrounded, they panicked. The brigade decisively won a resounding victory and took control of the village. History repeated itself when the British 180th London Brigade captured the small village of Micmash during the First World War. The original plan of attack was changed when the brigade major found the description of the terrain in a guidebook. This guidebook proved invaluable to the brigade in educating them on the history of the land and providing surprisingly accurate geographic details. In particular, they handedly defeated the Turkish forces at McMash by copying the exact tactics used 3,000 years earlier by Jonathan, son of King Saul of Israel, as recorded in the first book of Samuel, a guidebook intended to lead souls to heaven. The Bible. And for this week, that's the word. So obviously, the amazing thing about this story is the major was scripturally literate enough to recognize this city, this village in the Bible from when he had read it in the past. We could all stand to be more scripturally literate. So we highly encourage you to pick up scripture and read from it regularly. The Bible in the year is a great way to do that so that the next time you are besieging a Middle Eastern village, you'll know the best way to invade it. I'm sure that's what Father Mike Schmitz is thinking when he's uh, recording Bible in the year. That is the exact reason. Jeff Cavins was at a village the other day and didn't know how to get there. And he said, you know what? We need to make sure we are more scripturally literate. So the next time this happens, I'll know what to do. 
That sounds like a very intriguing conversation. But uh, it's interesting because we're talking about World War One, And for me, that's a war that I could learn a lot more about. But we don't often think of the British being in Palestine during this war. And so my initial thought is they were there because of the resource of oil. From what I could find, that's really it. They were concerned about the Ottomans going through the Middle East into the oil fields in Iraq and Iran, which the British controlled. They didn't want the Central Powers getting a hold of more oil and perhaps prolonging the war. Now, it's very interesting how this story was developed in terms of getting to our podcast. I was on Twitter just managing the social media site. I don't spend any time there except for for y'all because we want to share that's the word with y'all. And apparently one of the ways we need to do that is by being on social media. So it was on Twitter, saw a post from somebody telling this story about a priest who got shot in the back, but was wearing a scapular and the bullet embedded itself into the scapular, which is a thin piece of leather that would not stop a bullet normally. Thought, that's a great story. Looked it up, could not find any great sources on it, but also saw a mention of in the First World War, where sometimes Bibles would stop bullets from hitting a soldier. So I looked that up, and instead of finding that story, I stumbled across this one. So it's a very long, convoluted process when you do research, and you can never see where you're going to go next, but that's where you come up with some of the best stories. I find very few stories where we had the initial concept of it actually wound up being the final rendition. There's always some type of tweaking going on. But uh, so were they issued Bibles when they got to the Holy Land? Or is that just part of in World War I? Did everybody have a Bible? This was a specific thing that this major mentioned. So this was a different major from the brigade major who was featured in the story. This man whose book we will link to in the story extras he wrote a very famous memoir from his time serving in Palestine in the British Army. It's called The Romance of the Last Crusade, and he tries to tie this in as a crusade that the British are waging in the Holy Land. So when they finally took Jerusalem, he mentions very specifically that the brigade bought all the men Bibles and matches. The matches were very important because the British government had sent them cigarettes as Christmas presents, but they forgot to send matches. Sounds like uh, something the government would do. Last story's trivia question was, what city did Sam Houston want to be the capital of Texas? The answer is Houston, Texas. From what I understand, it's not because it was named after him. I'm sure that wasn't a negligible part of why Houston favored Houston, but it's also just a much better place city. This story's trivia question is, what was Saul's reaction to Jonathan's victory? That question again, what was Saul's reaction to Jonathan's victory? If you think you know the answer, email us or contact us on social media and let us know. We always enjoy receiving your answers.
If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, Battle Plans from a Guidebook, at thunderrock.org, or you can read from 1 Samuel the details of Jonathan's exploits. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.